Lincoln. Come on, it's 6 o'clock. Rise and shine. Rise and shine. It's time for Early Break with Sip and Jake. Brought to you by Gaina Trucking. Live from the Copple Chevrolet GMC Studios in the heart of Lincoln, America. Here's 93.7 at tickets, Jake Sorensen. Did seem kind of meh. And Steve Sipple. Surprisingly good. This is Early Break with Sip and Jake. Sponsored by Gaina Trucking. Welcome back to Hour 2 on a Wednesday. Steve Sipple, Jake Sorensen, early break. Fun show so far. you got the podcast at theticketfm.com. Good stuff from Sean Callahan in the first hour. The show, as always, is sponsored by Gaina Trucking. you got their current job openings at gainatrucking.com. Um, a few oh, leftovers from the coaching yeah, rankings. Yeah, please do. Few, few, few leftovers from what we talked about in the first hour which was the CBS Sports annual ranking of coaches. Scott Frost was number 53. Out of 65 in Power 5. Right. So they just yesterday released six numbers, numbers 65 through 25, top 25 today. Not in the top 25, David Shaw. David Shaw is number 29. His star has faded the last few years. Because... The Cardinal are eleven and nineteen. Wow. Eleven and nineteen since the start of the two thousand nineteen season. David Shaw yeah, a few years ago you never would have dreamed he would be outside the top twenty five. No. One that one that I don't quite understand outside the top twenty five is Pat Narduzzi. They just they just win the ACC last year, right? Yeah, he's outside the top twenty five. I'm not sure exactly where he's at. He's at twenty eight. I thought twenty eight or yeah. twenty nine. Pat Narduzzi, check that out. I'll get it right down. I mean, the guy just won the ACC. He, he is. Uh, oh, I just had it here. Sorry, he is number twenty seven. Okay, so close, close. Um, well, they, but he did. You know, actually, he only moved up four spots after going eleven and two. He was thirty one last year. A uh, big drop. One of the big droppers was Brian Harson. Yeah, Brian Harson at Auburn dropped twenty-one spots to forty-eighth. Auburn just isn't very good right now. I mean, last year I, I watched them. You know, they almost beat Alabama, right? They they pushed them to a couple overtimes and lost. Should be the defense was great. Seven in that and six. Game. The I offense believe. sucked though. I mean, their offense was bad last year. Seven and six. Right. He's on the hot seat. Well, he should be on the hot seat. One year. One year. They were 500 last year. I mean, Auburn has high expectations. A little different situation. Than they they the, won a championship in the last 15 years. They expect it. They, were, they, they lost another one in 2013. They, they, they have played for a national title within the last 10 seasons of college football. They expect to be there all the time. Especially when your big brother, Alabama, is always there. So, yeah, I, I was never sold on Brian Harson to begin with. Going to Al, uh, to Auburn, but yeah, he's on the hot seat there. Brian Harson actually was six and seven last year, not seven and six. So, so have you changed your mind? That's below five hundred. Served with the near with the near upset of Alabama. Survived a possible off season coup. Um, so let's see what happens with with Brian Harson this year. Now it leads us to our next subject, which is. 
Uh, 464-5685, call or text as always. What holds Nebraska back the most from having a breakout season recently? What has been the problem? Is it... What did you say is the, is the most? You said you had an answer for this question. Well, I think the one there's one area that has been identified that has really held Nebraska back since basically 2004. And you know where I'm going with this. Now, there's multiple areas that have held Nebraska back, but there's two that come to mind first. If you, if, if you think about it in terms of 2004 till now, and then a subset would be the Frost years. Okay, there's two things really that come to mind first. Turnover margin is number one. Yeah, yep. And then special teams during the Frost era, I'd say. Now, there's other things that have held them back. Those aren't the only two things. But but Dirk Chatlin of the World Herald pointed out this stat. Of, I don't know if it was last season when he wrote this. This doesn't explain all of the Frost era, just one year. But from 2004... To 2018, Nebraska ranked 65th among Power Five programs in turnover margin. That is dead last. That's dead last. That is dead last. Last since 2016. Jake, take that again. Engage. (laughs) Sorry, 2004 to 2018. Okay. 2004 to 2018, Nebraska ranked 65th among Power Mm. Five programs in turnover margin in the Frost era. Okay. Okay, 2018, Nebraska was 83rd nationally, minus two. And if you the, the way they the way it's compute on college computed on collegefootballstats.com, that's minus point one seven a game. 2019, they're actually even, hmm. 61st nationally, even. Okay. 2020, minus 11. That's not going to do it. Minus 11. 123rd nationally. Terrible. Nope. Terrible. 2021, 98th. Minus five. Minus five. If you if you had to identify one area that has held Nebraska back, that'd probably be it. Now, Nebraska in recent recent vintage Nebraska, the only time they were plus was Well, I gotta guess. It's a hard guess. Well, were they up in 2016? Yes, they were nine and plus four? five. Yeah, I mean, they were nine and four. Yeah, and they were plus five that year. Chris Jones had a bunch of picks that season. 2014, or excuse me, 2015, 2015, minus 12. Oh, first year of Mike Riley. Minus 12. Mm. Last year of Pelini, 2014, minus two. 2013, despite, I don't know, that was a nine-win team, right? Yep, it was nine. Minus 11. Despite, despite being minus eleven, minus eleven, Nebraska was won nine games. Two thousand twelve, pretty good season. Yeah, minus twelve. See, that's why you go back to the Bow years, and they were still good, and they were just getting killed by turnovers. Right, they, they could have been elite if it just were even on that. Yeah, right. Yeah, minus twelve, minus eleven. If you were even, you're probably. Winning another game or two. Yeah. The turnover margin hasn't improved much in the Frost era at all. And that's, I mean, that's just, that's just the way it is. Then I think if you, if you had to point to another thing, it'd be special teams. I mean, though, and then it's not like. See, they, that, the, that's one thing that for, with Bo, again, Bo had, they had issues with turnovers, but they had good special teams, right? Typically they had a good mm, kicker typically. 
right? Pretty good. What? Pretty good. They specials. always had a good kicker. Yeah, pretty good. And Henry, then they had. Well, they Maher. They it got Smith. to the point though where Bo had to take him over, so it wasn't always good. Um, like they had re- they had some return issues for a little bit before DPE got there. Yeah, but anyway, Frost era, turnover margin, special teams. That's what I would point to, I, and then just general, and then penalties. But they they kind of they. The penalty issue wasn't as profound as last season went on. They sort of got clean. They did get better with that. Yeah. Still didn't result in wins. Nebraska last year, Jake, odd stat. I mean, there's just odd stats. Nebraska was 22nd nationally in total offense. 22nd. Pretty good. Pretty good. But they were 71st in scoring offense. Hmm. Doesn't match up. Well, that's the red zone talking there. Red red zone offense has been an issue. Their TD percentage in the red zone last year was 61.4%, which was 67th nationally. Not a disaster. When I think about what's held them back, I go to the quarterback position. Not necessarily just saying that Adrian Martinez held them back, because it's more complicated than that, right? But the turnover issue is partly a quarterback discussion. And the fact that they just use that position mm, too hard. I mean, they just, they just rode him too hard. They just put so much on the quarterback's back that I think sometimes it broke him. Yeah, well, it, it broke him in terms of health. It broke him in terms of probably mental fatigue. Confidence, yeah. The guy played last year with a broken jaw, yep. a bad ankle and a shoulder problem i mean yes we get it we get it we get it adrian didn't perform in the clutch i mean again when you ride him so hard it's i don't know you just wonder about how sharp mentally he is all the time i'm really curious if if he does indeed start this year at kansas state adrian i'd like like to see mostly sip how he performs in the red zone well, was that was that a coaching issue at Nebraska or was, was that an Adrian issue? Well, that's a good because question. because I mean Nebraska 22nd nationally in, in offense is good 22nd yes 22nd but Total 71st offense. in scoring mm-hmm. it doesn't match up that's that's red zone right there well mostly if Conversion. Martinez starts who will we have standing behind him? Deuce Vaughn right that helps a lot yes it helps a ton. Yes, one of the Big 12's very best players. But if he, if if Adrian's throwing on third and nine or third and goal, what's his read like? Is was it a coaching issue or was it an Adrian? Oh, it'll issue? be really interesting to see. But also in that conversation, you have to factor in he's playing against defenses that aren't as strong as he faced in the Big Ten. Correct, no doubt about that. No doubt about that. No doubt. I mean, let's face it. It could be a very informative discussion in terms of maybe Adrian's just a better fit. In the Big 12. Well, that probably is true. I mean, he's a running-type quarterback. That that league is more, I think, is more suited for a running-type quarterback. A little more wide open. Yep, yep. Um, I think the Big Ten's a little more suited to a drop-back passer. A little it, more. It, it, pro style in the Big Ten. Yeah, yeah. Always has been. A little bit more. Not that you can't, not that you I mean, come on. There's been guys at Ohio State that could run it, right? Sure. Um, there's been guys at other places that could run it a little bit, right? 
Yeah, you, you don't see it as much. So the no, Big no. Ten. I mean, you, you think about big quarterbacks like Aiden O'Connell is a pretty big quarterback at, at Purdue. I mean, think about. Um, well, just go down the line. Man, there's all all those guys. Iowa always got a big quarterback, right? Well, Iowa's Petrus, always got a big yeah, dude. Petrus is straight drop back. But they've they, they've all been that though, mm. except for Brad Banks back in the early 2000s, who who, who was a runner at Iowa. Yeah, Beathard, I guess, could run, but Wisconsin, he wasn't a runner. Wisconsin's been pretty oriented that yeah, they, way. You know, yeah, Hornibrook wasn't a runner. Hurt uh, Mertz isn't a runner. No, Russ Wilson. Russ, could run. but that was a one year thing. Yeah, he that, could run, but he didn't run a lot. Right? Didn't he? Didn't, now tell I, me, did he run a lot? I I don't know. That year is a ways of it's like ten years ago. Anyway, what's held Nebraska back? I, I wouldn't say you'd point the finger necessarily at Chenander early. The defense is interesting to me because it's made steady progress, but not anything, not no major major jumps. Right? It's just gotten it's, it's just gotten better incrementally by a little bit. Every year under Chenander. but I, th- I think that was the expectation, though. Like, we didn't expect, we never expected the defense to be elite when he came over here, right? That that, an, that was not the recipe to success at, at UCF. The recipe's it, changed a little bit. It has, but they relied on turnovers a lot. They gave up a lot of yes. points and yards, but they got turnovers. But that's not really happening. No, but they have been respectable. I mean, the defense has it has not been the, the problem. The formula, the formula hasn't worked. Like if, if that's if that's the, the formula you're suggesting. Big play offense, defense force a lot of turnovers and get the ball to the offense, and the offense makes big plays. That hasn't really been the case. No. The formula's changed. That's because the Big Ten is, is more difficult than the AAC. Yeah, much more. The defenses are better. They're faster. They're, they're bigger. They're better. Mm-hmm. It's tougher to, to get the big explosive plays. The, right. Got a bunch of first-round draft picks, second-round draft picks in this league. Not as much, in, you know. They got some of the AAC. You know, since they just had eight guys drafted, that turnover margin stat that Dirk threw out is is incredible. It's well, incredible. We, but it's that, something that's dogged Nebraska for since years. since Bill Callahan took over for eighteen years. Yeah, and, and we know that we talk about it every year. Every year we say, "How do you fix turnover?" We could, it's 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 not a surprise to us. Because we discuss it every offseason, every season, that, wow, another game where we're minus four in turnovers. And it's not just an offense issue. Nebraska hasn't yeah, done they, well at recovering fumbles. They, they, for some reason, they just they are terrible at it. Yeah. The ball's on the ground. You maybe had it for a second, but it slips out and goes back to the opponent, or they get it back. Or yeah, it's s- a multifaceted discussion that's fascinating. Now, it, now in, but I'll tell you this, Jake. In one way, it's not fascinating. One of the things you associate with teams that are struggling is they turn the ball over too much. It's that, it, to me, it's to me, it's in some ways fascinating the level at which Nebraska struggled with turnovers. In in another way, though, it's not fascinating at all. Bad teams turn the ball over, right? Come on, they do. They're ir- irresponsible with the ball. They're sloppy, and Nebraska really since two thousand four. A lot of sub-500 records, Yep. a lot of sub-standard football. Mm-hmm. Sub-standard football means turnovers to me. That's what happens, right? I mean, how many good teams turn the ball over a lot? We, we went through this how many once. Good teams, how, many, how many of the upper echelon teams are turnover-plagued? Doesn't have Oklahoma was. Yeah. 
Yeah, there 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 have been Switzer. There have been some that are surprising up there, but they but they rebound by getting turnovers back. Right. Like there are, I forget what the team was, but there was a team that was surprising. They were up that high, but again, they look at the, what they got back, and it was it made sense then. Right. They weren't they weren't negative twelve. It is still stunning that a Nebraska team could could win nine games with a minus twelve turnover margin, minus which they 11. did with Bo. Yeah, one time minus eleven, one time minus twelve. How do you do that? How do you win nine games with that? Well, it was a very what's the word schizophrenic. Yep. It was a very schizophrenic period, right? Just a lot of inexplicable. <laughs> I mean, you'd, 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 you'd have pretty good win followed by a blowout loss. Followed by a good win. Yep. Followed by a blowout loss. I mean, it got, it was, what I always said about the Pelini years was the roller coaster effect was profound. You were on, you were on a wild roller coaster during the Pelini years, right? Yes. It was wild. Jake, it was wild. Well, well I know, but it was wild. But they won more than they lost. Yeah. But it was a but wild they roller coaster. They won more than they lost. Somehow, with those stats, they indicate they shouldn't have won that. Many what are games. people saying that's held Nebraska it, back? The, here's the problem: there's there's a lot of answers. I know, and they're not the same because there's a lot of things. I mean, you, what you said is right. I mean, it's it's certainly uh, you know the turnovers have been specials, bad. special teams, and turnover margin are are very much so top here. But then you have offensive line. People are saying yes. That. Lack of you know I, I mean. It's been since Amir Abdullah since you've been an elite running back at Nebraska. It's yes. 2014. Yes. So lack of a running back. I mean, Devon Ozigbo touched 1,000, though. I mean, he got 1,017. One year. 1,017. One yeah. Seven yards a carry. Close to elite. Close to elite. Close. but that and that's one, I wouldn't call him an elite that's back, That's one though. season of the last eight. No. I wouldn't call him an elite back. I don't put him in the category of Amir Abdullah who ran twice, twice ran for 1,600 yards. Right. Twice ran for 1,600 yards. Uh, more people are saying red zone offense. I mean, you get to, we have five, six things here that are holding Nebraska well, back. Well, early on, what held them back was they couldn't stop the run. Yep. Early on. Now, they've yes. tightened that up. They've tightened that up to a level where you can win. They've tightened up run defense to a level you can win. Now, what will that look like this year? Watch Stephon win. Watch Taylor Lewis. Watch that conversation. That's what that's about to me. Um. Someone says it's not just turnovers; it's untimely turnovers. Sure, like you can have it in a game and it doesn't affect that much. It's it's when you know. have them. I don't know. There's seldom I watch a game and say, "Okay, it's okay, you turned it over there." Not well, you're not happy about it, but it's like with Adrian fumbling the ball against Michigan, untimely. Yeah, yeah. Again, though, I would go back to what I said. There's hardly ever a time where I say, "Okay, it's that's okay." What if you up by 28 points? It's fine then, right? Yeah. Yeah. Except that yeah. when you're up by a lot, you can, you can <clears throat> have guess. a turnover. Yes, yes. Um, yeah. Uh, When's Nebraska went up by 28 recently? It's, it's been a while. Let's see. Uh, I don't know. Fordham. Oh, they blew 28? out. They blew out Northwestern last year. Yeah, that that one. That, that was fun. That that was like the the happiest game we've we've had in a long time. Night game. Never was close. Nope. Blowout. You know, it was a night game. G- junior varsity versus varsity that night. Right. Yes. Then Michigan came to town the next week, and it was varsity. Right. Back to varsity. Right. Remember that. Yep. And Nebraska played well. Yeah. I mean, it, I still, I still will say that 
the third quarter of that game is the best quarter that Scott Frost has coached at Nebraska. Yeah, I would say so too. Nebraska outscored Michigan twenty-two to seven that quarter. Great play calls. Great, great play calls. Great. Yeah, I mean the the throw that the Austin Allen play. Yep. The Ramir John was it Johnson with his yeah Ramir Ramir floated Ramir Johnson Ramir caught that ball over Beautiful. his shoulder. I mean, just well play. Yeah. Defense played excellent that quarter. It was great. It was great. I mean that that two game stretch was strong. It was. It was confusing, right? Yes. Why is it confusing? If you were a okay, I'm done to do it. I'm going to do it. If you're if you're the guy in Albuquerque, and you're watching Nebraska in that versus Michigan that night, you have that game on. What are you thinking? Look at that, honey. Look at that crowd in Nebraska. That is wild. They got Michigan on the ropes. They must be pretty good. I don't know what happened to them, honey. They finished three and nine. That didn't look like a three and nine program that night, did it? Did it? No, it did not. I mean, nothing about it looked that way. The atmosphere was incredible. If you turn that game on and you're an outsider who knows, knows nothing about Nebraska, you think Nebraska's a pretty good program, don't you? Well, that game could have flipped the entire season. If you beat Michigan, you had just blown out Northwestern. Mm-hmm. You beat Michigan, you're back to, I think you're back to four and four, right, at that point? Because you were three and five with that loss. I think so. I believe so. Well, I'll figure it out right I now. I think you would have been four and four if you had beat Michigan and then all of a sudden, okay, you you've won back to back home games, you beat you blew out Northwestern. Well, you damn near beat Michigan State. Then you blew exactly. out Northwestern. Right. And then you if you beat Michigan, you have Minnesota next. God, I mean the, the injury to Adrian was gigantic in that game though. He just wasn't himself. Right. He wasn't himself. You could road, tell yeah. you could tell. Three snaps in. Oh, yeah, what's, it wasn't what's wrong right. With yeah, he, it, the first drive was terrible. Yeah, yeah they, did, they went him? nowhere. Yeah, and they threw the clunker against Purdue. Yep. Big clunker. It was all over after that. Big clunker. It's all over. Yeah, you're right though. What happens if they beat that? I, I, yeah, with, I, mean, with I, I always compare it to the Penn State game in 2014 when they, you know, they beat Ohio State and it changes. And they get on a heater because they, they they believe okay if we can beat Ohio State we can beat everybody here's and the, they did. Here's the deal. Here's the deal. I'll tell you what Frost would tell you. What's held us back? What he I know what he'd tell you. A big thing. We've just never got on a run where we've been able to generate confidence. He believed Scott Frost believed last year they were this close to getting over the hump. It was the Michigan game. Well, he thought going into the season, we just got to get on a run. Well, they lost to Illinois to start the season. I know. I know. Why I kept saying right. that was the most important game because you got to set horrible the take. damn tone. It's not a horrible take in, in retrospect. I might say that Northwestern's the biggest game oh, for the season. Oh, don't say that. Again. Don't say that. Don't say I might, that. I'm, I'm, if I look at the schedule, I might say that again. You're right. This, you ended up being right about this Illinois. tone. You need to win in Ireland. Well, badly. you were right in the context of what Frost was saying going into last season. He felt they were close to getting over the hump, but they needed to get wind under their sails. How does that change for this year? Then how was it not, not the that same much thing? Different. Because Probably they not. were close. They were not a bad football team. They had a bad record. Probably not that much different. Except the difference is now they got a bunch of new guys. A bunch. You of need new to guys. have guys not doubting themselves after one game. They got to beat Northwestern. I might make it my most important game of the season. Well, the next game is always the most important, so I can't, I can't, I can't say. I got laughed at I my Illinois take. I did, and I was correct. The in that reason take. I laughed is because I didn't think it would be a good game. 
I thought it Nebraska. Was, it, it wasn't a good game. I thought no, it wasn't. I thought Nebraska beat them by 14, 17 points. If they don't beat Northwestern to begin the season, this season will not end well. Don't say that. I guarantee you that it will not end you don't know that. well. You don't know that. You don't know that. I would put a guarantee out there. Yeah. If they lose Northwestern, the season's over before you. Don't say that. You heard That's it here ridiculous. first. That's ridiculous. That's ridiculous. That's ridiculous. That's just, Jake's. Now hold on. That was your only <laughs> conference. You win can't last go to a year. break on that. I'm going to. <laughs> you can't do that. I mean, that's selling everybody in that program way too short. If this, if they lose to Northwestern, season's over before it began. No, there's a lot of guys back on this team that was their only win last year, and they killed them. Yeah, you need to win that game. That is the most important. I'm saying right now, most important game. You're is not Northwestern giving enough again. credit to the human spirit by saying that. Okay. I do what I do. More next on early break on the ticket.